Hey guys, welcome back to Flickr Flop. I'm your co-host, Jeremy, and this is my co-host, Alex. And we are here for our eighth episode. Can you believe it? I know. Eight. eight. eight Almost the them. double digits. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of craziness going on now. I feel like we should review the- We're all cooped up. Right. I feel like we should review the coronavirus. <laughs> no. It's endless. No. no Let's know. not feed I'm the kidding. beast. I'm kidding. Um, but you need a little humor to get through it. Um, but no, we have a few movies to catch up on. Um, so we'll start with The Hunt, which <sighs> was advertised as like the most controversial movie of the year, even though nobody had seen it. Um, I don't know if you guys read the news, but it was supposed to come out um, last September, and then they decided to delay the release because of a couple mass shootings and then President Trump even tweeted something about it, you know, saying that it was just like I find that so crazy because it's like you're going to allow the purge to be released, you know what I mean? Right. Like you're going to allow the purge, the purge to yeah. whatever those ones yet you're not going to allow the hunt because the hunt is I mean it's talking, it's kind of like getting into like that Illuminati It's um, a satire though. Yeah, it's a sad, for fun. sure. Um, there's a lot of, um, yeah. Well, As I say, a lot of messages a lot in of messages. there. messages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before we get into, um, like, the satirical yeah, just tell about elements it. of it. So, what is The Hunt? So, The Hunt is about a bunch of strangers who wake up gagged in a clearing, have no idea where they are, why they're there. They don't know any of the other people. They're all strangers. And then they realize that they're being hunted and then they're, they're in a game um, with all these liberal elites that want to kill them. And all the strangers are, I guess they're like rednecks or conservatives. And then the people that are the hunters are liberals. Yeah, it's one extreme against another. Exactly. Right wing, left wing. Left versus right. Yeah. Um... But yeah, this is this is a satire. It's like a horror-tinged satire. I say horror because it is from Blumhouse. You know, they're known for their micro-budget horror movies. Love um, them. Yes. And this is directed by a guy named uh, Craig Zobel. He did a movie a couple years ago that we need to watch. I've seen it, but I think you would really like it. It's called Compliance, and it has Anne Dowd in it. But... Um, I love her too. That movie is really challenging because it really makes you um, think about like society and everything. And this this movie doesn't quite go that far, but I had a I had a blast with this movie. This movie is a lot of fun. It's it's tongue in cheek. It's it's super violent, super fun and unexpected. Yeah, because I feel like with the trailers and everything that you see. Um, and then how it plays out, you're like, what? Right. It really skewers, uh, expectations. Like, it has a really good cast. Um. My girl Emma. Emma Roberts in Yoga I'm obsessed Pants. with Emma. It's funny. Her powder blue outfit. It was, right, that, that was powder blue. Yeah. I am colorblind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, but it was funny. Uh, after we saw the movie, I was looking at the, the cast on IMDb, and they have... Emma Roberts, her her character name is Yoga Pants, and then Nuh-uh. somebody else is Staten Island. Yeah, they're all, they're all types. Oh yeah, um, and then Snowball. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, Emma Roberts is in this. Um, Ike Barinholtz, he, he's a comedy guy. He was like in the Neighbors movies. Um, and some other like familiar faces, which what I like about this movie, how it starts out, like you don't know who the lead is going to be. And the actors... You're rooting. You are rooting for certain ones to be the lead. Right. I'm oh, just going and, to say um, that. Justin yeah. Hartley from This Is Us is in it. Um, so yeah, it's a really good cast. And um, yeah, but it really... It really but the lead, who the lead is, the I'm like, wait a minute, who? It pulls the rug out But I me. love her. Oh, yeah. So Betty Gilpin, once you realize that she's like the smartest person... She's very. She's more competent than the you true know, hick, everyone. though. I she mean, is. she she's is the true hick, Mississippi. Other than that guy, the old guy that she was. Oh right, right. She has a couple guys, but um, yeah, Betty Gilpin. She's from Netflix's Glow. This is like a star-making role. I think <laughs> she plays Crystal. This like, you know, seemingly stupid Mississippi woman but she's a lot smarter than um the hunted or the hunters are giving her credit for um i find it interesting that the the trailers do give away that hillary swank is in this but in the movie they shoot from behind her you just hear her voice and i feel like if i feel like they shouldn't have had her in the ads i feel like it's a missed opportunity like they should have like made it a big grand you know reveal I don't think the they were confident in mm. the movie enough, though. Yeah, they to needed do like, some star power, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's hilarious. Um, but yeah, we did talk about that, how that would have been great. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it, this isn't the most subtle movie in the world, but I don't think it needs to be at all. Um, I was reading a couple of reviews after seeing it. Like, they were saying, you know, it's not a sharp enough social satire because it it doesn't it kind of makes fun of everyone but i kind of like that like it's an equal opportunity hater right exactly i feel like if you're going to do that you it does have to be very balanced oh yeah like it was very balanced in putting everybody and right anybody down like it, it name drops everything like they never say they never say the name trump but they say deplorables they say you know, climate change is real. They say they call somebody a snowflake. Like, I mean, this is definitely a movie like made now. It is like a twenty twenty movie. Um, but yeah, it pokes fun at like it's very every. Relevant. It's very relevant. But I, I liked how it poked fun at like the liberal mindset, like where they're all like one upping, like who's more woke than the other. Like, can we kill African Americans, or would that be too racist? <laughs> you know what I mean. They were talking about that. There a lot of a lot of funny touches um, throughout the movie, but um, yeah, Betty Gilpin is hilarious. She's kind of I almost want to use the word adorable. I don't know. She has like a weird, like unassuming demeanor to her. It's like her. a Kill Bill version of yeah. Lizzie Moss. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. That's how I'm describing her. So there's a really... Meets Charlie's Angels. Like, she could be a Charlie's Angel, I feel like. You know? Like, the way that she played her role, Mm -hmm. she totally... She's very funny with, like, her facial expressions and, like, the delivery of some of her lines. And there's a really cool, excitingly choreographed Smackdown. I won't say who it's between. I mean, Betty Gilpin's in there, but in, in the house... 
through the glass. What, at the end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really cool. Well, the typical, like, ending showdown. Yeah, but really exciting because they don't yeah, it was good. cut it up. You know, and it was funny see. how they there were a couple like pauses mm-hmm. and yeah there was some and Hillary Swank gets to show us how to make a really good grilled cheese and I admire that yeah and I love how, yeah never mind I can't we can't we, we can't, can't spoil and I guess we can't spoil it looked delicious it at the end whenever delicious. all was said and done and one of them ate said grilled cheese it looked delicious it's great. <laughs> But this movie comes with well, a lot of baggage, and I don't understand why. Not that the movie's not, like, worthwhile. I think it's definitely worth seeing. But, like, I don't know why this seemed to be, like, unreleasable. Because, as you said, like, we have the Purge movies. Um, I mean... Even I haven't seen the Purge movies. Like, I just yeah. can't. I, I don't know. Like, one of the Purge movies was called Election Year, and they people had mega hats, and, like, it was... You know, very... Well, and, like, American Horror Story. There was yeah. that one season, like, that I didn't Cold. watch. I wouldn't watch it. That was yeah. the scariest one, I thought. Um, just because it felt so real. But, um, no, I, I had a lot of fun with this. It's very tongue-in-cheek, surprisingly gory. <laughs> um, very blunt in its messaging, but I, I had fun with that. I liked all of the um, poking fun at, you know, all sides. And, um, yeah, I would give it a flick. Total flick. I agree. Mm-hmm. So kind of a light week. I mean, there were other films that we watched, but we can't... Right. You, I mean, you can't talk about some... Can we say the names? Oh, yeah. So, you know... Because I... In case you're living under a rock, the coronavirus is at large. And so, you know, everything's been canceled, including movies. Um, a Quiet Place Part 2, which we were going to see, I think, on Tuesday. That yes. screening's canceled because... John Krasinski, the director and actor, he um he actually put out um something, you know, saying, you know, he wants people to see it once things have settled down. He wants to, you know, everyone to see it where it's meant to be on the big screen and um you know, I respect that. that when he wants to maximize ticket sales too, let's be real. <laughs> hello. Sure, sure. But um yeah, a lot a lot of movies have been canceled the release dates have been canceled they've been taken off the release schedule so including james bond peter rabbit 2 alex i'm sure I you cannot were... wait for james bond i know we'll sorry i just wait. had to throw away one of leo's toys that he just ripped uh, apart that's new i think it lasted five days <laughs> i mean hey it was a dollar a day yeah it's a dollar a day toy typical there you go um but yeah, and the, the, what, 8th or ninth Fast and the Furious is now coming out next year. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Fast and the Furious, I'm so over it. It's... Hashtag family. That's what the Fast and the Furious movies are all about now. It's just like bad boys and Fast and Furious, those need to go. Anyway, so did you tell them which ones we did watch this week? The... Well, so we watched we watched a lot of like smaller movies, but we can't quite yet talk about them because of review oh, you can't embargoes even them. and stuff. I mean, yeah, I can say I guess I can say what they are. Um, there's an indie. So mo- stay tuned for right. the platform and platform, which will be on Netflix. Um, Banana Split. It's a little indie movie. Okay, we can't say anything else. That's, That's it. All. So stay tuned That's for those. But you watched one yourself this week, right? Or something. Yeah. So I watched a documentary. It's called. Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. 
So if you're like a diehard horror fan like me, and if you liked the Nightmare on Elm Street movies like me, that's Freddy Krueger, um, you'll know of the movie from, um, I think it's 1985, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. That's what this documentary covers. It covers a then-closeted gay actor, Mark Patton, who played the lead, the final boy, if it were, in the Freddy sequel. And the movie, the movie had this homoerotic subtext, not-so-subtle homoerotic subtext. Like, there was a dream sequence where Mark Patton's character, Jesse, goes into an S&M bar and runs into his, like a leather bar. He runs into uh-huh. his gym coach. The gym coach takes him to back to the high school and um, wow. has him in the showers. And then Freddie like, rips off the clothes of the gym coach and starts whipping him with, like, jump ropes. And it's, it's, it's very queer. <laughs> it's very what? gay. But the screenwriter at the time said, like, he was oblivious to it, or at, at least he said it was. And what? so he kind of threw Mark Patton under the bus saying, you know, maybe it was because of the casting. Because Mark Patton, there's, there's so much, it's not even subtext, it's text. So much gay text in the movie. Like he does a dance at one point where he like kind of, um, I don't even know how to describe it. You what just are, what, what are you gyrating? What do the kids call? It? Well, he's gyrating. He kind of twerks his his dresser drawer closed, and then he has like one of those popper toys like down by his crotch, and like it's very, it's very gay. Wow. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Mark Patton was was closeted, and you know back then that w- with the whole HIV AIDS epidemic. The documentary covers a lot. It it stays focused on Mark Patton and how he had trouble finding more roles after this. And um, the documentary filmmakers actually reunite the screenwriter with Mark Patton. And, yeah, it's a really powerful, fascinating documentary. And I, I recommend it to anyone that, you know, loves horror and just follows... <laughs> gay culture, <laughs> everything. <laughs> this is right up your alley. Right up your alley. Um, well, where yeah. where is it able to be seen? It is able to be seen. I watched it on iTunes. Oh, okay. I paid four ninety nine. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, is it on like yeah, Prime? I, I think you can. Um, it's not on Prime, but you can watch it like on demand, whichever you know on on demand platforms. If you have Xfinity or. You whatever know, whatever and itunes um, just search for it yeah but yeah really good so i would definitely give that a flick um so yeah two i guess it was a solid week this week <laughs> movie wise movie wise yeah, I, I really <laughs> wish that we could talk about those two but yeah sorry lots more to come i guess you're gonna have to subscribe and stay tuned yeah keep the curiosity factor going so upcoming besides what we mentioned. Um, yeah, so besides what we mentioned. Um, well, we actually don't know. We really don't know. I mean, besides what I've seen because I've gotten screening links of smaller movies. Um, I mean, Oh, okay. Can you talk about those? I mean, I can mention that. Oh, okay. Say what they are. All right. Um, there is a, a horror 
allegory starring um, Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. It's called Vivarium. Um, we talked about that. Um, another indie movie, an ensemble indie movie called Almost Love. Um, there's a horror comedy called We Summon the Darkness, which I watched. Yeah, you watched I, Almost Love, too, didn't you? Well, because you, you almost watched all of Almost Love. I, oh, that's right. You zoned out. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it eventually. <laughs> and then uh, I have some other screener, screeners, but I haven't watched them yet, so I'm not even going to um, say what they are. But um, lots, of good, lots of good stuff on the smaller screen since we can't go to the actual theater. <laughs> so even though the world is kind of Shut at down. a halt. Yes. Still we lots still more to come. Yes. Lots more to come. So, all right. Well, that's all for us today. <laughs> Everyone stay healthy. Like, share, follow. Stay tuned, peeps. Mm-hmm.